Well, praise God. We made it to the Easter vigil. I don't know about you, but I've been holding in these alleluias for a long time. And I got a few more inside me. And they got to come out. And they got to come out tonight. And I need your help. As you know, there's going to be a group of us going to Uganda this summer. And in different villages in Africa, they got an Alleluia that is amazing. And I'm going to teach it to you. It's four lines. Let's stand for this. You've been sitting too long anyway. So listen to me the first time, and then we'll sing it through a few times together. Here's how it goes. And this is what we'll be singing when we are in Uganda this summer. This will give you a connection with us while we're there. Alleluia, ha, ha, alleluia. 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 More gusto. Alleluia, ha, ha, alleluia. Alleluia, ha, ha, alleluia. Alleluia, ha, ha, alleluia. Alleluia, ha, ha, alleluia. Isn't that beautiful? Please be seated. All right, I feel better now. I got those out. I got those out. What we need to do is to connect these jubilant cries of joy to how the, resurrec the resurrection impacts our life. When the angel met these two women, the angel said, go and tell that he is risen. These same two women then encounter Jesus. And Jesus says, go and tell that they will see me. Go and tell that he is risen. Go and tell that they will see me. I've shared with some of you that I was part of a lay community for 13 years. God had raised up a certain woman, her name was Kay, to guide this community. God had blessed her with many gifts and prepared her to guide this group that God had gathered together. And she had a custom, because we met several times each week in the homes, uh, different homes around the cities, and she had this custom of starting each meeting by asking, 
Does anyone have a special? Now, what a special is, is when someone shares any experience that they had of the risen Lord since we met last. An experience of the victory and the power of Christ in their life. And as we sat there around tables in living rooms and kitchens, when we would hear these powerful witness stories, we would often say either Alleluia or more often, Praise the Lord. And if I had a quarter for every time I heard that phrase, Praise the Lord. In those 13 years, I would be a rich man. Go and tell. This has been and continues to be the greatest joy of my life, that I get to continually see and witness the power of the risen Lord Jesus Christ working in my life and working in the lives of so many people. And the disciples did exactly this. After they too encountered Jesus risen, they went and told everyone about it. And the Lord gave them the power of the Spirit to accompany this amazing good news with signs and with with wonders. Not that these signs and wonders themselves brought redemption, but these wonders and signs led people to faith in Jesus Christ so that the great wonder could unfold in their hearts, that the eyes of the heart would be opened for them to know the Lord Jesus and the ears of the heart healed and open so that they could hear his voice. And these two miracles, in order that the greatest wonder of all could happen, that Jesus could lead captives to freedom, that he could go into every single heart entombed and imprisoned by sin, and that he could lead those hearts to be free to love, to fulfill that commandment he gave before he died, love one another as I have loved you. My dear friends, let us always be clear on what the unfolding of the power of the resurrection means for our life. It is always going to be a journey with Christ out of ourselves because sin 
encloses us and turns us in on ourselves. Because our greatest default is selfishness. To live a self-centered life. To protect myself. To promote myself. To please myself and many other selves. <laughs> Conversion and resurrection is going to be a journey out of myself to become the open, self-giving love of Jesus. And this is what we would share in this lay community. Every victory over pride when we would die to our egos and rise in the humility of Jesus, we would tell that, we would share that. Every victory over the temptation of lust and the resurrection in a purity of life. Every time we overcame anger with Jesus and made another step toward patience and forgiveness. Every victory of Christ over our fears of what other people think, fear of failure, fear of many kinds, and being able to come out of that fear and to stand with Christ and to be honest and bold and courageous. This is what we would share. So, do you have any specials? I got till midnight, just kidding. This is what I hope and pray would become more and more the conversation in all of our gathering spaces. The conversation around our tables of joy when we're sitting there having coffee and donuts. Go and tell that Jesus is truly risen. Go and tell that you will see him. My dear friends, Jesus is truly risen and we have seen him. We have experienced him. And this is really the only thing really worth sharing even though the twins did win their ball game today. But this is the kind of good news that we should be sharing with each other more joyfully, more boldly, and more freely. This is the good news that we're celebrating tonight. The women fell down and worshiped Jesus when they encountered him. And we are now going to worship the risen Christ in the ways that he comes to us, like in the Eucharist. And we're going to offer a great prayer of praise and thanksgiving. Like when I used to say, praise the Lord all the time, and I still say it. Ask the people I work with here how many times they've heard me say, praise the Lord. This is what we're doing at every Mass. We are saying, God, praise you for all the ways that the power of Christ's risen life 
has manifested itself in my life this past week. Praise you, or Alleluia. So my dear friends, it is so wonderful to be here tonight. And what has made this wonderful is Jesus, who has broken the bonds of death and has entered your life and mine. This is worth celebrating. Amen.